0: And um, many of you guys know uh, much of her testimony, and uh, you know that she wrote a book years ago, or uh, uh, that she had, had published a couple of years ago. And in the notes, in the thank you, the acknowledgement section, she thanked a woman named Renee. She hadn't seen Renee in uh, the past 30 years, actually, but, but Renee was a lady who would do Jane's nails two times a week. 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, and uh, they got, when she would go in and and, and do her nails, Jane would talk to her and tell her about herself and all these things, and one day, Renee said something earth-shattering to you. What did she say?
1: She said that I should write a book, and I told her I didn't know how, and she told me that if you will do what you know, God will do the rest.
0: That's good advice, isn't it? Now, this seemed particularly impossible, which is why she's stressing this. Why did this seem impossible?
1: Because I only had an eighth grade education, and I had never read but one book in my life.
0: <laughs> okay. But she hears this piece of it. She hears this this encouragement, a little bit of encouragement, and you went out and did something. What did you do?
1: <laughs> I bought me a pencil and eraser and some paper, and I started doing what I knew. That's all I knew. And... Uh,
0: and then, so isn't that cool? She goes out and gets a pencil and a, and a pad and starts writing. Now,
1: I still have it. Still
0: have you it. should hold on to that because that's that's awesome. Um, so then she uh, starts taking typing classes, and you went and and started pursuing your education. You, you earned your GED, and then started taking computer classes as time went on, and even a writing course. And so many years after Renee gave her that piece of advice, she published her book. The Lord opened up the doors. She did everything she could and she was able to publish that book. Isn't that cool? So time goes on. She writes this acknowledgement. Now you, you hadn't seen her in a long time, right? Why is that?
1: She had moved away, you know, 25 years ago.
0: No idea where she was, but she put that down there and she said, Lord, I would love to see her again one day well Jane starts working at the mission and the, the lady from the women's department came to you and what did she say
1: well I was doing restoration and uh, the lady that you're
0: leading restoration classes at the mission because that's one of the amazing things that Jane just does all the time
1: and uh, they brought in a new lady uh, after I started restoration and um, she walked up behind me one evening and she said uh, Jane I understand you and I have a mutual friend and I didn't even know her name and and I said, oh, really? I said, who? And she said, Renee Rayleigh." And I just, <laughs> I broke and started crying.
0: So she, she gets the two of them together. She does a big, like, surprise. Like, what is that old game show? Like, Someone From Your Life? Or I don't remember the name of that. But, um, they, and she goes, somebody from your past is here. And Jane goes and sits down. And she says, Jane. And they, they have a cry fest, Right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't embellish, right? You actually did have a bit of a cry fest. See, so she t- tell us about that conversation.
1: Well, I walked in and I didn't think she even knew my name, you know. And she looked up at me and she said, "Is it you?" And I said, "Yes." And so she said, "Well, Jane," she said, first of all, did you ever write that book?" <laughs> And I said, yes, I have. And I gave her one in a gift box bag. And uh, it was (laughs) really touching. And I told her how she had blessed my life by encouraging me. (laughs) And uh, she said, well, Jane, she said, I want you to know, she said, I have walked away from God. She said, my husband died five years ago this past Monday. And she said, it hurts so bad. And she said, I was angry with God and I've walked away. And I said, No, you haven't. I said, You just took a little vacation. (laughs) And so Valerie told me just the other day that she immediately started back in church.
0: Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. I love so many things about this, but I I love that piece that you do what you have, whatever's in your hand, and let God come and do everything else. We used to say in YWAM, you do the possible, God will do the impossible. And I also love how the Holy Spirit connects people so that 30 years ago, the little thing that she had was just a bit of encouragement. Now that's what you have is a bit of word of encouragement, and suddenly she's reconnecting with the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you, Jane. Let's have our designated huggers come up. We're going to send our kids off with a hug.
2: The enemy's been defeated, and death couldn't hold you down.
3: You guys having fun? Um, You know, I do want to do one thing. Jane, I need you to come back up here. I'm going to pull a full-on John Bowers and just have Jane come right back up. Where is she? Can't see her. Not a hunter. Come on up here, Jane. And uh, if I can have a microphone here real quick. You know, one of the things that was so powerful about Jane's, I know, she's like, come on, can I just be done? No, you're not done. You're just getting started. That word of encouragement is huge. It is huge. And as, as you were sharing your testimony and, and really sharing Renee's testimony as well, uh, the thing that, that, that just absolutely is so poignant about that, and I don't, think we can, I don't think we can talk about it enough, is the power of encouragement. The power of encouragement. And we need people around us. We need them to hear the dreams of our hearts and say, that's not stupid. That's awesome. You should start doing something about that. And without that, we won't actually accomplish it. Without somebody there to encourage us, because see, God puts things... I mean, really, honestly, aside from the work of God, that was impossible for you. That was absolutely impossible for you. Like, what? Put words down? No. But with encouragement, you went after the impossible. You see, when we have dreams, they're usually going to be bigger than what we currently are able to accomplish. We need someone to encourage us so that they can agree with God's dream in our life. And when that happens, what does it fulfill? If any two agree in my name touching anything, I will do it. And that happened with Renee 30 years ago. And then, of course, the wonderful part is Renee is now being reacquainted with God and you're able to start returning the favor because she's in a time of discouragement. But there's something available right now and and I'm going to ask Jane to pray. But for everyone here right now that you have a dream, you have a disappointment, you have a discouragement, you have a hope, you could be in any place right now, but what you need is encouragement. You need to remember that God is with you and that as you just simply stand up and say, okay, you know what? If God is with me, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go after this thing. If God is wh- I'm in the end of my life. I'm in the last run. I got 25 years left and I pretty much feel like I've already missed all the good opportunities. But that is not true. That is not true. You have new things to do. Greater things have yet to be done in this city. You have the thing stacked against you. The area of your dream, you're actually particularly terrible at that thing. Well, if God told you you're going to be awesome in that area, then that is just not true. You just need somebody to agree with you. So for everyone in this house right now that needs an injection of hope into a place where you have hit your head against that rock 10,000 times, I want you to stand up right now. I just want you to stand up right now. If you need encouragement right now, stand up. If you need someone to agree that what God told you is true and it's worth pursuing, you stand up. And Jane's going to just pray for you. I want you to just put your hands out if you would as though you're going to receive a gift because God wants to give you the gift of his Holy Spirit as Jane prays. He wants to partner to see you release heaven.
1: Father, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to just... Tell of your miracles and your work, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you touch every heart here today, Lord, with encourage them Lord and let them know that they don't need to be qualified if they were qualified then you wouldn't be needed but it's the desire to do it and to do what they know Lord that they need to do and then you'll do the rest father I pray that you just lift the spirits Lord of each one here today Lord that feels discouraged and that has tried and I gave up so many times Lord but you kept sending people into my life And I pray, Lord, that you just put someone into their life, Lord, that will just lift them up, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you just let them know that you are doing the work, not them. They just need to do the little bit they know, and you'll do the mighty work. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Lord, to let these people know how much you love them and that you have great, great plans for them, Lord. Never in my life did I think I could have ever done this. And I thank you, Lord, so much, Lord, that someone lifted me up and that you carried me all the rest of the way. Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen.
3: Amen. Now, before you leave, God says, if any two agree touching anything in my name, then I will do it. And right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jane agrees with me, we speak to every enemy of this people. We battle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in high places. And our weapons are mighty for the tearing down of every stronghold, every thought that lifts itself up against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, you will do, you will do greater things because I go to the Father and I send the Comforter, I send the Holy Spirit, that same Spirit that worked rising Christ from the dead works in you so that you're able to do even greater things. And so it is not an exaggeration for me to say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak to every enemy of this people, every discouragement, every distraction, every addiction, every mindset, every habit. In Jesus' name, depart. According to the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, you leave this people, you leave these hearts, you leave these mindsets, you leave these people alone in Jesus' name. Right now, go. And Father, I pray you come now and fill every place that was just vacated by the enemy's strategies and by the enemy's combatants. Thank you. Do you agree? I agree. Amen. Thank you, Jane. All right. Do we have a video ready to go here, Mike? You got one? Any video at all? Any video at all? Nothing. Good, because that was a test. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to read a scripture to you. This scripture is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse starting in verse 12. And it says this, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. And now we exhort you, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all, and see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone But always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love this promise right here. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. So we're dependent on Jesus Christ, and what we're going to talk about today specifically is praying without ceasing. We're getting ready to join with 26 other churches that are covering 24 hours a day, 26 days of the month, believing that we're going to have... Not only 31 churches that pray, so that we're in this region praying 24 hours a day, every single day of the year, but that we would have overlap, that we would have more than that happening. But right now, the miracle is there's 26 churches that are already praying that God's kingdom would come in the different sectors, the spheres of society, that every area of this region would be encountering the presence, the wisdom, and the transformation that comes from God from Jesus Christ and from the gospel of the kingdom and it is amazing because this wasn't even possible like 10 minutes ago you couldn't even get churches to hang out with each other we would just get together and talk about how the other people were either less uh, had less revelation or probably were going to hell (laughs) and now look at us we're actually praying for one another and wanting to see God's kingdom come it is an amazing time I personally have only been on this journey to see the church of this region come together and co-labor with Christ Jesus. I've only been in it for about the last uh, good night. How long have I been in it? I'm coming up on 20 years, and I've had the joy of getting to serve, and you have served with us as well with this One Hope Network, this group of people coming together simply in relationship to agree that Jesus should get his full reward in our region. And in the last 12 years, we have gone from a loose group of people that would at least pray together once a month and at least agree that maybe Jesus wants us to get along to the point where now we really like each other. We hang out and eat food together. We laugh. When we see one another, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we've decided, well, man, if it's this good, I bet everybody else is probably already ahead of us because we pastors are a little stubborn that way. Maybe we should also join together and pray. And so that's what we're seeing is an answer to prayer. We're pouring out prayer. And so we've been talking about prayer here at Christ Center specifically because we're getting ready to pray this Thursday night. This, I'm sorry, all day Thursday. And we've covered that. We've got 48 people ready to go. And we want to ask as well, for those of you that are here today, you're going to get so excited, sign up as well. We don't have to only have two people agreeing that hour. We want to have a minimum of two people agreeing that hour. But we'd love to have, you know, 28 people agreeing that hour. I think that God is rather motivated in releasing his kingdom. And I think he likes it when we get excited about it and we pray and we see those things happen. So today we're gonna to talk about praying without ceasing. And as, we were, as I was getting ready to, to speak about this, we're talking about, man, prayer, and, and, and how do you live prayer, and what's it like, and, and what do we do? Because we've all had really good prayer experiences, yes? been those amazing. ones. We like, that was amazing. And then we've had other prayer experiences. We're like, that was painful. So I think we've all kind of had... All those kinds of experiences. And and I and, and so we got to talk about that because we're saying, hey, you guys, let's get excited, let's pray together. And we thought, well, we better we better talk about some of the practical nuts and bolts of that. And we better talk about seeing answered prayer. And let's talk about how we can pray. And I thought, you know what? One of the one of the most fun intercessors, at least in my life, that I've seen that operates here is Janelle Wallace. She is a phenomenal intercessor. And um And the reason why I thought it would be exciting to have Janelle share is, one, it's just awesome to hear Janelle when she speaks, but two, she, when you think of an intercessor, you might not think of Janelle. That might not be the first thing that comes to mind. When we hear the word intercession, when we hear the idea of praying without ceasing, I I know we all kind of have our own pictures of that. Some of them are amazing champions that we wish could be like. Others were like, yeah, they kind of touched. And so we all have various, you know, nobody else feels that way. I feel bad. I repent to the intercessors. I'm sorry. But at any rate, I want I want you to get a snapshot of of of, uh, a week in the life of Janelle. So she's going to share some of her journey and how she works as an intercessor and how she continues to pray and see God's kingdom come in some really practical and amazing ways. Can we invite and welcome our lovely administrator, Janelle Wallace?
4: Thank you. So, Pastor Joshua and Jason asked me to talk about prayer as a lifestyle, and I've just been pondering that um, for however long they've asked. And I just I'm going to start with a couple of stories of how um, I've prayed for some things that maybe aren't totally conventional, but just how God and I talk about stuff like this. Last year, Carlton Mills um, was going to get married, and um, I've known the Mills family since those kids were. I think since before Ethan was born, and they're just like some of our dearest friends that we absolutely love. And so I was excited, okay, sweet, the middle boy's getting married, we're gonna have a great time, and um, his bride wanted an outdoor wedding. I'm like, okay, this is Oregon, we'll have a beautiful August wedding. And they came back and said, oh no, by the way, it's June. And I'm like, you've lived in Oregon more than nine minutes, you know you don't do an outdoor (laughs) wedding in June. What the crap? So, oops, sorry, forgive me. That's a word in my vernacular a lot, so get used to it. Um, I think I might be in trouble with my dad. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, all right, if my boy Carlton and his beautiful new bride wants a June wedding, we are gonna pray. So I asked some of my people that pray, and um, so we prayed, and we prayed, and I tried to convince them to move to August, they would not be changed, so we prayed some more. So I don't know how many of you were there, but that was like one of the most beautiful days in Oregon. I'm like getting beklemped thinking about it. But it was perfect. The weather was unbelievable. It was like warm, but cool. I mean, it was just like God was smiling on Carlton and Jordan and saying, I see you guys, I saw the desires of your heart, and I care, I care about this. Um, another total random story. Um, I think it was last winter, we had a really bad winter and we lost power and it was the Sunday we didn't have church and that weekend my husband was replacing my parents countertop in their kitchen and it's laminate I think it's called. So you have to glue it down, keep the house really warm for 48 hours. Well he glued it down and we lost power like three hours later. So we went back the next day, we didn't know that they had lost power, not that we could do anything about it. Went back the next day and the countertops all bubbly And he's just sick. You know, he spent however many hours. And I'm just like, oh, boy, what are we going to do? So we prayed and um, just left because there's no power. There's nothing you can do until we get heat and, you know, problem solved. So I actually called Carlton on this one. He was living in California. And I said, dude, I need you to agree with me. We need a miracle for this countertop. Dan can't afford the time. My parents can't afford the materials. We need this to stick. We can't have this bubbling because... It was going to be just a nightmare to try to fix it. So we came back a couple days later when the power was restored, and it was all completely stuck. Like, it was a total miracle. And I'm just like, God, you are so flipping awesome that you care. <laughs> you care that the countertop sticks. You care that Dan doesn't have to spend another three days tearing it out, putting it back. My parents don't have to buy this stuff again. You care about that. Um, and that's just one of my favorite things about God is how much he cares about everything. There's nothing that is too big or too small, too small, really, that he doesn't care about. Um, in Mark 11:24, 24, it says, For this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. Um a little bit of my journey is I was raised in a Christian home. My, my dad was a pastor, and had a great upbringing. Um, prayer was all around. Um, we lived kind of like a YWAM setting, and so, you know, you'd see people off praying together all the time, and that was just a normal part of my life. Um, my brother and I went to an Episcopalian school, and one day in chapel we were singing some song about God wants a relationship with me. And I remember at that moment getting the light bulb of, oh, that means me. He wants to, He wants to be with me. He wants to hear from me. I can talk to him directly. I don't have to go through my dad or the priest at the school or, you know, that he wants with me. And that's where like I the first time I really remember thinking, okay, I can talk to God. I think I can talk to God about anything and it's cool. Um, And shortly after that, I remember hearing about the verse, the verse in Philippians that talks about, do not be anxious about anything, but every situation by prayer and supplication, blah, 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 blah. I got hung up on supplication. To me, what that looked like was a bunch of old adults sitting in a circle and just praying and Oh god. Oh Jesus. Thank you God. Oh Lord. I'm I'm supplicating. My child like mind didn't even understand what that word meant. Let's let's supplicate together. Let's supplicate and be serious. We we have to be serious. There's no fun in this at all. We have to just like get on it. Um we're going to supplicate. And so that, <laughs> that that was like my concept that I'm like, okay, if that's prayer, I know God wants to hear from me, but I'm not into sitting in a room supplicating with grown-ups. <laughs> I'm, that's just not my thing. Um, and so through that, God has just taught me what that means, what that looks like in my life. You know, supplicating can be fun. It's not all always supplicating. Um, he he just wants to be a part. He loves Carlton and Jordan. He wanted it to be a beautiful day. He loves my husband and he doesn't want him to have to put three more days worth of you know, work into this countertop. He loves, he loves us. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Dan and I had to go down into being a one car family and um, it was a good decision. It was inconvenient you know, in our America where we have lots of things that are convenient to only have one car when we both were working and it was just a big pain. And one day, I was kind of whining to the Lord about it. And I was just grumpy. Like, I'm like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of having to go pick him up when he needs a ride or him picking me up. And I was just like, And I just said, God, I want someone to give me a car. And that was it. I'm like, and kind of was like, ha-ha. Sort of kidding, not really, because I'm grumpy. And are you guys surprised that I'm grumpy? Yes? Um, Hey. (laughs) Touche. So anyway, it was like, I wasn't supplicating. I wasn't travailing. It wasn't this intense. Oh, Jesus, send me a car. It was, yeah, by the way, if you don't have to deal with ISIS today, could I have a car? (laughs) Um, And so I don't actually remember how much longer, but I think three months or so. My brother called me one day and he had Bought, was able to buy a new car and had his car he was trying to figure out what to do with. He called me and said, hey, do you and Dan want my car? I'm like, well, what's your asking price? And he got his older brother tone, Janelle. I said, do you want my car? I'm like, what? <laughs> and the Lord reminded me of that prayer. And he says, no, I want to give you my car. And I'm just like, uh, uh, sure. I was, I was speechless, which doesn't happen for me very often. And <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we totally do. And so, just in that moment, God just was again proving his love to me. Um, Just how everything he cares about, everything. You know, there's way bigger deals in the world. You know, I think about the Baumans we're talking about today, and they're rescuing girls from being sex trafficked. And God cares about that, but he cares that I have a car for free that's paid for. And how, you know, how cool. How cool he is with that. Um, and I just, for me, prayer as a lifestyle just means basically, I just pray about everything. You know, I don't have to, if I'm going to a restaurant, pray about whether I'm going to have radishes on my salad, because I hate radishes. I don't have to pray about that. That's a no-brainer. But he does he does want to partner with me, with you, with us and everything. You know, I love praying about Lord, it's a monsoon out. Could, could I get a parking place that's up front? And usually, he always does that. You know, I just, thank you, God. Um, another fun thing is for offering totals. When we take an offering here, a lot of times on Thursdays, Hannah and I will talk and say, all right, what do we need to believe the offering was for today? And every time, without fail, it happens. Um... A few months ago, I do the take care of the finances for Cowboy Church, and I was praying, and I said, all right, Lord, how much should I pray for? And he gave me a figure, and I'm like, that is crazy. They're, they don't they don't take those kind of offerings. That's just not where they're at right now. And he said, no, you believe for that. So I just started praying. All right, all right, Jesus, I, ugh, okay, I'm, I'm believing. I I'm, went back to this verse about being confident in what I'm asking of him. And... So the next morning I come and I get the envelope out and it's a dollar less than what I prayed for. And I'm just like, what? Wow. And I felt like the Lord said, you need to give that dollar. Sweet. So I did. And I went to my wallet and believe it or not, I only had a dollar. And I'm like, this is so awesome that I could put my money in to partner with God. And it's just, it's just so fun. Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, and I just what Pastor Joshua was talking about this morning just with prayer being fun I just want to invite you guys to ask God what that looks like for you if prayer isn't something that's fun just say Lord what, what does that look like like um, last weekend I had one of my nephews spending the night and I, I when they come over we have fun and we play hard and I was tucking him in bed and um, I, we prayed and thank Jesus bless mommy and daddy blah 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 and, and I said, and Jesus, help him to sleep till 7. I'm like, really, it doesn't matter. But Aunt Nell is crabby when he gets up at 5, so we asked Jesus to help him stay till 7, and he did. 7.01, he comes out of his room, Aunt Nell, I am ready for chocolate milk. And you know, it's just so fun, because 7.01, you can have it. So um, Some of my journey about um, just things that I've had to battle with and overcome is that I am not in a prayer person when I think of people you know an intercessor and people that pray and it's such a beautiful thing that they have like they're called to a lifestyle of prayer that looks different than what I do but um, Joshua you know called me an intercessor I'm like yeah not not really but yeah it, it looks different in my world, but it is because God and I are partnering together with all, you know, with all of this stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't want you guys to think that I just have this magic wand I wave that I get all of my prayers answered because clearly I don't. Um, I spend a lot of time in this posture of travailing and, and asking God and him not answering and me not understanding why. Why did you answer this, but you didn't answer this? Um, you know, that's a topic for another time, but I just, in those times, you just have to focus on God's goodness and the things he is answering and the times he is faithful and not get stuck on, well, what about this? You know, why, why didn't you answer this? I had some uh, answer to prayer this week. I was in a meeting and all of a sudden, it was just like, boom, God just answered something. I've honestly probably been praying about for two years. So why why now why God did you do it this way? I have no idea. But you're good. You're good. The two years I prayed, and you're good today for answering this. Um, and one other thing, God's really talked with me a lot about is just being specific in my prayers, and that you know goes back to the offering and you know praying for this many dollars or praying for. Um, I don't know, the youth when they're at GU, just really going after that, asking God what's on his heart for me to pray, what, um, you know, just going after those things. Oh, God, you know, not being just, oh, God, bless the youth while they're gone. But, you know, praying and just contending and believing for very specific things. Um, And write them down and go after them, because God is, God wants to partner with you. God wants to do this you know, going with you together on this journey. And it's fun, it's fun. So I want to reread that verse in Philippians, the, tr- the um, travailing supplication verse. Um, and in the Amplified it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite specific requests with thanksgiving Continue to make your wants known to God. I just love how that, just the way that summarizes what I'm saying today. is definite, specific requests in everything. God just wants to partner with you guys. I just want to encourage you that nothing is too small. Just ask him about it. He he cares about it all. There's nothing that offends him. You know, maybe sports scores. I don't know. Um, I don't know. The Seahawks won, so, uh, um, or lost, excuse me. Anyway, nothing is too small. Nothing is too small. He cares about it all. So that is a day in the life of Janelle.
3: It's awesome. I only have one thing to add, and that is simply that praying without ceasing means praying without ceasing. But does that mean that you have to go through the whole day uh, just repeating the same prayer over and over again? What, what could that mean? And I, I think really seeing what, what Janelle is doing is such a key piece of that. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really going to wrap this up. You guys are going to be super proud of me because I'm not going to preach another sermon because I feel like that was a fantastic word, Janelle. So good. The only thing that I want to add to this um, is simply this. When something comes up again. The part of praying without ceasing is that you simply pray for it again. You know, if if, uh, I'm going to use my father as an example. My father was an alcoholic my entire childhood. And finally, actually, there came a point where our whole family took a day and fasted and prayed for that day. And at the end of that season, there were a few months, and then all of a sudden, he stopped smoking pot and he stopped drinking. We waited our whole lives to see that happen. My parents still got divorced, they're not going to get remarried, but we did want to see breakthrough and freedom for my dad, and something broke off of him when we decided to fast and pray and say, God, will you do this? Now, why didn't he do it when we were kids? I don't know. Probably something about free will. I think it probably has a lot more to do with dad than it does do with God. But the point was, eventually, we got breakthrough. But it would come up. It would come up. My whole life, it would come up. I'd be thinking about my dad. I'd be worrying about my dad. And so I finally learned, whenever it comes up, just pray about it. You can't hold your breath until you see the answer. But you can pray every time it comes back up. And there's a difference there. You see the difference there. So there are going to be things God is going to bring your, you know, your wife to your mind, and you're going to go, Lord, bless her, help her in this area where she's having a hard time, and give her breakthrough. You know, your your or your husband or your child or that job or 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 that relationship or or your your business, which by the way, God cares much about, and your job. And your, I already said that twice, but He cares about it that many times. And you know, there are all these practical things that are going to come to mind. And when they come to mind, it doesn't mean. They you're lacking faith, it means pray for it again. Lord, I'm just thinking about right now, um, this person needs healed and they're not healed yet. So Father, I just lift them up again to you right now. God, heal them. Is there anything else you want me to pray about that? Okay, no. And you just move on. If it comes up again, it doesn't mean you lack faith. Hit it again and then move on. And so I really think that that's the most, I just want to release that over us, that we have permission to have it come up and go, oh yeah, that is still bothering me, and, and you haven't done it yet. So, Lord, again, I'm just hitting it again. And, and just to make it legal, I do want to say this Jesus said, there was a woman, and she had had some injustice in her life, and so she went to a wicked judge. He says, wicked judge. And she said, hear my case. And the guy was like, I'm busy. And she said, hear my case. And pretty soon, every time he turns around, there's this woman. Give me justice. And finally, and Jesus says, and finally, not because he was a good man. He says, if I don't give this woman what she's asking, she's going to wear me down. So I'm just going to give her justice, not because I care about her, but because I want her to quit bugging me. And he says, now look, that's a wicked judge. They'll eventually give in. I already like you. So if you ask me for something, eventually you're going to get it. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask and you will receive. And he says, but you be persistent. He said that, but you be persistent like that woman that wouldn't leave that judge alone. I already like you. I'm going to give you a yes and amen. No matter what, even if we can't get it done in this life, you're going to see reconciliation on Restoration Day. But most of the stuff you pray for, you're going to see it with your eyes. So don't give up, baby. Pray without ceasing. And when it comes up again, don't think, oh, here's proof that God hasn't answered. No, 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 no. It's God saying, hey, hey, hey. Remember, we're still praying about this. Because you know what? It's, see, the prayer doesn't come back up because he forgot. The prayer comes back up because you forgot. See, you think that the devil's coming and going, this didn't happen. No, the devil doesn't want you praying. It's God. He goes, hey, you've already asked me 50 times, and this one's a 75. We're almost there. Ask again. (laughs) Amen? Amen? All right, the prayer servant team is going to come forward. If you need prayer in your life today, please come and get prayer. If you haven't signed up and you feel the Holy Spirit saying, hey, jump on board, Or if you just hear Josh saying, hey, jump on board, then sign up and let's pray on Thursday. But in the meantime, your prayers are powerful. And I'm glad you're praying. Let's keep praying, shall we? And can we just give Janelle another hand? She absolutely hit a home run. Love you guys.